What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very strange week of Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. I'm rolling solo. This was supposed to be Dave rolling solo. Here's what happened. Uh, Thursday, we were all set to record as we are known to do. Uh, Zach uh, texted me and said that his wife got tickets to the Vikings-Steelers game because uh, we are here in Minnesota, buried in snow right now, and she didn't want to go. So Zach said, hey, Ralph, you want to go to the game? I said, sure. Told Dave he was going to have to go solo. Dave goes to open Anchor Thursday night. Anchor app's not working for him. Not sure it's working for me. So I said, well, we could try for this weekend. He had a busy weekend, so here I am. Now, you know, life happens. So here I am on a Sunday, finally coming at you. Games have started. Um, I have Red Zone on right now. I will try not to get too distracted by it because we are in, for some leagues, playoff time. Uh, in week uh, 14, let's see, 14, 15, 16, 17. Yes, I'm all thrown off by the extra week. Yes, we are in week 14. It has just started, and I was at the first game of week 14 on Thursday night, which I will be talking about. So I'm going solo today. I'm going to bust out an episode. We haven't missed a week in, I think, two years, two and a half years we've been doing this, and I didn't want this to be the first time. So, Dave, I got you, buddy. Uh, hope you're having a good, uh, long, you know, busy weekend that you told me you had. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to get my uh, – oh, let's get Red Zone back on, but I'm going to turn the volume down so I'm not as distracted. Let me get it full screen. We're going to get it jumped to live, okay, and then I'll just keep a little eye on it. All right. <clears throat> so on Thursday, Dave put out a little message on Sleeper to our super fan chat you know want a beer bad and the like and uh he said guys happy thursday ralph's ditching me tonight for some silly football game so i'll be flying solo if you guys want me to discuss anything on the pod let me know want a beer bad his suggestion was since ralph's ditching you take all of his beloved fantasy football rules like six six tight ends are amazing or his fantasy football man crushes like cd and george kittle and ahem all over them as George as uh, CD Lamb makes the catch right now on Sunday. Well, you know what? Wanna be your bad? It's just me, so I'm gonna be enforcing all of those wonderful rules today, as opposed to hamming all over them. So in your face. Now, Tadog decided to take a little shot at my other podcast that I do with Zach, who I was at the game with. He says, "How about you do an entire podcast about tips to improve your life, like how to approach Christmas gift buying or other mundane activities?" You know what, Tadog? Thanks for the suggestion, because Zach and I on Friday recorded an episode of Dominate Day to Day, which I encourage anyone listening to this podcast to check out. Sometimes it's tips, sometimes it's just observing life. And uh, our episode, the main topic this week was different kinds of football fans. We observed a lot of very interesting things at the Vikings game, 
at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. So I encourage you to listen to that. It's got a little bit of a football twinge to it this week. Maybe that'll get you going. Maybe you'll enjoy it, etc. Oh, Dak Prescott throws an interception. Again, I'm going to try not to get distracted by that. Sorry. All right, speaking of the game, let's start off with that. So I'm going to start off, you know, I'll let Dave, when we're back next week, I'll let him do his baroo and all that stuff for the Vikings. Um, But since I was there a couple of days ago, I'm going to talk about this game. So the, first of all, Dalvin Cook played and it was a last, you know, kind of a game time decision. Um, he, he was played and he was amazing. 200 plus yards, two touchdowns, probably could have had more. Justin Jefferson was amazing, but could have had more. I mean, he could have had four touchdowns in this game for goodness sake. And in true Vikings fashion, they really tried to give it away. The first three quarters of this game were the some of the worst offense that I've seen by Big Ben, Najee Harris, like the entire offense, I don't know, ever, like when I'm watching one game at a time, it was really brutal. Um, they couldn't do anything. Then it gets to the fourth quarter, and like Ben, Big Ben has been doing, he decides to start slinging it in the fourth quarter, and he had, actually ended up with a good stat line. In Westeros, I'm starting him, I'm starting Fryermuth, I am starting Joe Schobert, I'm starting uh, Najee in a couple places, including the point per carry. And uh, they ended up with some pretty good stats. And the Vikings did pull it out, but really tried to give it away because the final play of the game was a pass in the end zone to Pat Fryermuth that could have been his second touchdown. It really, he should have caught it. It was it was defended, but it pretty much hit him in the hands and he, he could have come down with it. So um, fantasy-wise, disappointing for me, but for Vikings fans, good for you guys. You actually did not piss this one down your legs. So well done. Um, we're going to go to week 13 now. Let's go, let's go back in time and we're going to start with, uh, let's see, I'm on my computer here so I can have the other one on. So let's see how this goes. I'm going to make these pretty quick. I'm going to try to go really fast here. So, uh, Thursday night of week, uh, 13 was, uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, 27 to 17 over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, main takeaways here are that the uh, you know the Cowboys office offense was not super great. It was Pollard with the touchdown. Um, he had a long one. Uh, Ceedee Lamb had a nice consistent game. Gallup with the touchdown. On the other side, it was um, Taysom Hill. He ran all over the place. Didn't throw super well. He threw into Deontay Harris. He threw into Lil Jordan Humphrey with an amazing name. But all in all, it was uh, Dallas Cowboys twenty-seven to seventeen over the Saints that are just not great right now at all um i'm gonna have to go back to week 13 every single time here which is gonna be old okay tampa bay buccaneers 30 to 17 over the atlanta falcons tom brady slinging at 368 and four and two of those went to gronk who had a nice uh, touchdown game one to break so he was like in the tight ends on the Falcons' side, it was Cordero Patterson on the ground, 13 for 78, but Mike Davis got the touchdown, and actually Russell Gage came to life in this game, 11 for 130 with a huge receiving game. So I don't think you can rely on him, but it was nice to see him be the main receiver against a pretty good defense, not the best, not the healthiest secondary right now, but it was nice to see him uh, come alive for the Falcons. Moving on, the Cardinals 33 to 22 over the Bears. Kyler Murray healthy, DeAndre Hopkins healthy-ish. You know, Hopkins caught an early touchdown. That was pretty much all he did. So he kind of saved owners who had to start him and didn't want to. You know, I I just figured okay, get that one out of the way. James Conner was pretty good again, and that was the main 
main offense for the um oh sorry Kyler Murray had two touchdowns on the ground that was the main offense for the for the Cardinals who uh won 33 to 22 in the multiples of 11 game the Chicago Bears um Andy Dalton threw four interceptions Montgomery had 90 on the ground with a touchdown he also caught eight catches for 51 yards um so he was the uh he was really the offensive guy for um for the Chicago Bears and Jakeem Grant coming over from the Dolphins he was quite the little water bug in this game. He had five for 62 and a touchdown. That was fun to see. Um, he's a desperation start for me in a couple of places. So it was nice to see that he's possibly going to do something at various times. Moving on, the LA Clippers, 41 to 22 over the Bengals. Uh, Herbert threw three touchdowns. Eckler got in on the ground. Mike Williams had the big game. Not the touchdown, though. Guyton and then two to Keenan Allen. So kind of the guys you'd expect were, were good for the Chargers. For the Bengals, you have Joe Burrow had a pretty lame game. You have Mixon with the touchdown on the ground. Burrow did run one in. Um, Higgins was the huge receiver. I mean, you start him over Chase right now. For some reason, that flip-flopped, uh, probably because Jamar Chase is getting so much attention down the field that now Higgins um, is a little bit freed up. Nine for 138 and a touch. Um, the offensive guys for the Bengals are not exactly healthy this week. I think they're all going to play, the main guys, but uh, they're all banged up, so it'll be interesting to see how things go um how things go for them this week wow i didn't even bring a beverage down with me i'm gonna get real thirsty as i'm talking to myself that's okay i'm gonna power through here uh in your honor dave all right we had uh, minnesota losing to detroit in horrible horrible fashion i'm on the right week right did i did we do this one already i'm drawing a blank here 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah, so this is week 13 I'm going through. All right. Well, anyway, Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins was okay. It was Madison on the ground, 90 for a touchdown. We had Justin Jefferson, 11 for 182 in a touch. That was crazy, and, and Osborne was uh, was pretty good as a, as a desperation play. And then three touchdowns from Goff, including the game winner. Speaking of the Vikings just giving games away, Amonra St. Brown with that catch at the end. TJ Hawkinson had one. Brock Wright had one. He's the other tight end. I'm starting him somewhere this week. So ultimately, that was the Vikings really disappointing at the end of last week's game. But now this week's game that I talked about earlier, they did manage to hold on. All right, we had Indianapolis 31 to nothing over the Texans. Uh, the Texans had uh, Davis Mills uh, back in there, and he was did nothing. Tyrod did nothing. I can't remember. An injury must have bumped one of them out. They did nothing on the ground. They did nothing through the air. Just really pathetic all around. On the other side, it was Jonathan Taylor with the 32 for 143 and two touchdowns. Um, he was the story. Deion Jackson, whoever you may be, ran in one as well. Pittman had an okay game, but ultimately it was Jonathan Taylor putting on a show 31-0. to zero. Boy, I tell you, I might go running back in the first round of a dynasty startup. Don't quote me on that, but goodness gracious, that guy is good, and he is young, and wowzers. Moving on. Miami 20-9 over the Giants in Week 13. You had Glennon getting the start. He was bad. You had Saquon not doing anything. Basically, nobody did anything. I guess Evan Ingram 4 for 61 is okay tight end landscape-wise, but yuck. Uh, Tua had two touchdowns. He threw them to Mac Hollins and Isaiah Ford. So the guys you really wanted, I mean, nine for 90 for Jalen Waddle, not much for Gaskin. Ultimately, it was just a disappointing fantasy game all around there. 
You had the Philadelphia Eagles 33-18 to over the New York Jets. Gardner Minshew got the start in this game. Minshew mania hitting Philadelphia. He had two touchdowns. Miles Sanders had the big game on the ground, 24 for 120. Oh, yes, there's Daryl Williams getting in. I had to start him. Nice. Um, Miles Sanders with the big game on the ground, not a touchdown, but 24 for 120. Dallas Goddard with two touchdowns. That was great to see. A lot of Dallas Goddard truthers, um, including myself. <clears throat> on the other side, it was Zach Wilson was getting to play. He had a couple touchdowns. Um, no running game to speak of. Elijah Moore had a touchdown. Ryan Griffin had a touchdown. Elijah Moore is now on IR, so he's missing at least three weeks. I can't remember if he's out for the season, but if you were counting on him in the playoffs, you're out of luck, my friend, because uh, he gone. Moving on to Washington, the former Redskins, 17-15 to over the Raiders. Rumbling, mumbling, and stumbling. Uh, Derek Carr was bad, <clears throat> 250 and nothing else. Touchdown for Josh Jacobs. The receivers, Hunter Renfro is still the guy, 9 for 102 um, off 10 targets. But other than that, not really much to speak of. For the winning squad, Taylor Heineke was okay. Gibson, 23 for 88, meh. Um, and Logan Thomas caught a touchdown, and now he's out for the season. Antonio Gibson caught a touchdown, so he was involved in the uh, in the receiving game. So that's where that game was. Ultimately, another not great fantasy game for the guys you're counting on there as well. I'm wondering when they're going to let Brian Edwards blow up three for thirty. I just man, he's a monster. Get him, get him going, get him going, guys. Come on now. All right, moving on for week 13, we had the L.A. Rams over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence continues to be allergic to throwing touchdowns. You just can't do it. Carlos Hyde had a touchdown. For some reason, he's getting more carries than James Robinson. Hopefully, the uh, the uh, media asking so much that question will um, piss off uh, Urban Meyer and they'll start playing James Robinson because I need him in a couple places. The receivers were all bad. Laquan Treadwell apparently was the top receiver. Huh weird what year is this well no year that treadwell was the top receiver i guess uh on the um the winning side the the rams stafford had three touchdowns sony michelle was the running back with um daryl henderson out question mark he may have been getting punished for something i can't remember sony michelle 24 for 121 and a touch cooper cup eight for 129 and one he continues doing what he's doing van jefferson catching a touchdown doing what he's doing and odell beckham jr had the other touchdown so he's alive apparently good for him Moving on, we have Pittsburgh beating Baltimore. So they just about won on Thursday, but they also uh, won on uh, in week 13 over Baltimore. So Big Ben threw a couple of touchdowns. Najee had a decent game on the ground, but added some receiving. It was Deontay Johnson with both touchdown catches for Big Ben in week 13. Lamar Jackson had uh, 250 and a touch and a pick, but he ran eight for 55. Helps his numbers a little bit. He's just been under a lot of pressure. It has not been super great for him. Marquise Brown, meh. Sammy Watkins caught the touchdown. Ultimately, it was, again, kind of a lame offensive game for most of these players. But Pittsburgh pulled it out 20-19 to over the Ravens. We had Seattle winning 30-23 to over the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know why I did that accent. That was weird. Russell Wilson threw a couple of touchdowns. Um... Travis Homer ran, uh, Travis Homer had the fake uh, punt, which made his rushing game look amazing. Three carries for 80, but it was a fake punt run for a touchdown was the main issue there. And Adrian Peterson fell in for one. It was Tyler Lockett with the touchdown through the air. D. Eskridge, 
Um, there's Rashad Penny running in for a touchdown. Man, I made all the right choices for today in week 14, apparently. All right, anyway, so uh, DK Metcalf didn't do much again. That's kind of their MO. But they did win over the losing side, the 49ers. Jimmy G, 299, 2-2. Two two. Elijah Mitchell had a touchdown. George Kittle with a beastly game. Nine receptions for 181 yards and two touchdowns. Goodness, that is a tight end game if I've ever seen one. And he was pretty much their offense other than Elijah Mitchell just running, running, running like it was his job, which actually it is his job. He gets paid for it. Moving on to the Sunday night game. It was Kansas City 22-9 over the Broncos. Hey, Teddy, hey, Teddy, don't you want to throw some touchdowns? Nope, he only wanted to throw one. Uh, and that one touchdown went to Javante Williams, who also ran 23 times for 102 yards. So he uh, seems like he's the truth and might be their number one offensive weapon right now. Didn't really matter, though, because the Chiefs did what they needed to do. It was not Patrick Mahomes. He had 184 and a, and a pick. Um, he did run one in, saved his, saved his day, but it was defense, question mark? I got to remember they had a defensive touchdown and i don't remember what their other stuff was but 22 to 9 pretty lame offensive game generally speaking but hey most of us will take it i mean daryl williams had 80 total yards i guess if you need a running back it's kind of a wasteland right now so you'll take it now we get to the monday night game the monday night game uh was the uh the cold weather game it was the patriots 14 to 10 over the buffalo bills now this was a bizarre game because it was extremely cold, extremely windy, and there was no snow, which would have made it more visually appealing to watch, but still, it was ridiculous. The winning side for the Patriots, Mac Jones threw three passes. Did you hear me? He threw three passes. They only ran the ball, they had a game plan, and it worked, and they just beat the Buffalo Bills into submission. So it was Damian Harris with 10 for 11 and a touch. He had a 64-yard run. It was Ramondre Stevenson with the majority of the runs, 24 for 78, just bulldozing it. You had some other guys getting involved. And the catches, I mean, you had one catch for Janu and one catch for Brandon Bolden, and that was the total of their 19 receiving yards as a team. But they won the game, so good for them. Josh Allen, 145-1. and one. They had his, um, had his number. He also ran 6 for 39. Uh, running game for the Bills was nowhere to be nowhere to be seen. For the receiving game, Gabriel Davis had the touchdown. Nobody else did very much. Ultimately, it was uh, just a pretty sad little game. And if you watched it, it probably wasn't super exciting the majority of the time. I I had it kind of on my iPad while I was hanging out with my wife. So, um, you know, that's that's what happens. All right, Dave, I want you to take notes here because we we need to see this that we can get through all the games in 19 minutes. Wow. All right, let's keep going here. That was week 19. Now, I got a couple of scenarios just to share with you. Um, one of them was in the KDST dynasty. We had a trade that went through um, that somebody regretted and had an issue with. So the trade, the trade was this. It was Jared Goff and a first for a first. Now I'm not looking at I'm not looking at where these teams stand. You know, if it was Jared Goff and the projected 111 for the one, you know, four, okay, maybe whatever. But it seemed a little strange. You know, the the guy who posed the trade 
not the guy who accepted it, said, no, that was supposed to be a second for me. I may have made a mistake, but accepting that was kind of uncool in my opinion. So he puts out an offer he didn't mean to put out. It was accepted, and now the guy's upset. So I'm not saying I don't understand where he's coming from, but I posted, because I was in that helping mood that I sometimes am in, I said, rather than blaming the person that accepted the offer, I'd simply ask for a redo. It seems like an honest mistake, so just ask. Got a couple of thumbs up for that. I'm not used to getting those thumbs up, right? Right, Ask Our Guys? Um, he responded, that's a good take. I apologize. Being upset, lashing out due to my mistake wasn't, a, wasn't good. My bad, gentlemen. I did send him a message. Didn't ask for a redo. Hasn't responded yet. Probably due to how I handled it. And I, and I just commented on the trade itself that, you know, it's the one he meant to send seems like it kind of makes sense if for somebody who needs a quarterback. Um, and then the guy who accepted it said he's fine to undo it. So the trade ended up getting un, undone and the guy apologized for his outburst and his mistake. And he, you know, he's got some COVID stuff going on and his house is kind of sad. So I give him credit for, for accepting that. And everybody, everybody kind of came together, said, man, we hope you're okay, etc., etc." So it ended up being kind of a learning moment. Um, let's see. Uh, a couple more from this, and then I'll comment on our main uh, on our main leagues. I had a message from a guy in a league. He sent me an offer of uh, so I traded Odell Beckham in this league for a 2023 second. I put in the message that I wanted to trade ODB for a 2023 second. Somebody said. I'll do that. And I said, okay, I want another player added in, but I don't want to get greedy. You got to look for a guy, especially when you've already said you'll do it for this. You got to look for a guy that won't tip the scales too bad. So I looked, I said, okay, there's Richie Grant. This is IDP, of course. This is a safety for uh, a rookie, second year rookie. I think he's a rookie uh, for the Falcons. I'm like, that's a guy I'd like to add to my squad. So I asked to um, put him in. The guy accepted. My point there is if you want to add somebody in for a deal, don't get too greedy. Don't get too greedy. This was a question where this guy proposed in the same league, must have seen that I wanted to trade because I was selling Odell Beckham. He offers me McLaurin and Kinlaw, defensive tackle for San Francisco, for CeeDee Lamb. Well, I declined that right away. As everyone who listens to this show knows, I'm not trading CeeDee Lamb. I acquire CeeDee Lamb. I do not give up CeeDee Lamb. And so I... He just said right after I accept or right after I declined it, he said, any way lamb could be had. I said, you can't afford the cost my love would demand. Sorry, you would have to literally pay a king's ransom. Not literally, it's not king's ransom, but you know what I mean. It's just something you say. And he said, I respect that. Jerry Rice Jr., baby. So you got to appreciate the fact that I said you're not getting CD lamb. And he, instead of trying to beg me and try to say, like, what's the price? What's the price? He just said, I respect that. I under, I understand. I wouldn't do that either. And I said, I agree, Jerry Rice Jr. I don't remember watching Jerry Rice all that much. But I hear he's pretty good. Or was pretty good. <laughs> all right. So that's uh, so that's another scenario that uh, I basically said, you ain't getting lamb. Um, the, on, the other one, kind of along the lines of not getting greedy... I traded Leonard Fournette for a 2023 first. I put it out that he was available for a 2023 first. And for somebody competing this year, Leonard Fournette is a very valuable piece. Um, and somebody said, okay, and I wanted to throw in an extra. So again, I'm looking for who might be somebody that wouldn't tip the scales on their end, but I would appreciate getting. 
So I put in Jeff Akuda, cornerback. Um, you know, he went to the Ohio State University. I don't know if you heard, but that's uh, Terry McLaurin said that's the hardest guy he ever. Nope, never mind. Quintus Cephas, Jeff Akuda. I turned that around. Jeff Akuda said Quintus Cephas. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Jeff Akuda went to the Ohio State University. He's cornerback now on the IR for the Detroit Lions. Um, figured he's worth adding in. Accepted because I didn't get greedy. And then uh, last time Dave and I recorded, we actually talked about Elijah Moore for a 2023 first. And I was asking what Dave thought. And Dave really wanted me to try to get more out of this guy. But it was hard to get a response. The guy wasn't super easy to deal with. Joey kind of gave me the insight that this guy's really like married to trade calculators. So I thought, you know what? I'm not going to push it. I'm going to be, you know, Kurt reminded me how good that 2023 class is you know i can't name a soul s-o-l-e in it but it is going to be a good class and so i figured i won't regret trading away um i won't regret trading away elijah moore when i'm getting one of those super studs from that 2023 class that i can't name a soul in um so i did end up trading elijah moore for a 2023 first now we're man i was going to keep this to a half an hour and i'm getting pretty close so i can go watch some football get some chores done so a couple of things. First of all, I made an oops in the Roman League. That's the one that started beginning of last year that has the rookie auction as opposed to a rookie uh, draft. Um, I forgot that we have uh, four weeks of playoffs. So Joey reminded me on Thursday was that when I was at the game and I had to remedy that. Uh, this is one of the leagues that I actually, because it's hard to get the brackets set up the way we want them, I actually do the brackets by hand. Bracketology's kind of fun i enjoy it it's kind of soothing for me and i i let the the app keep score and then i record them and do the calculating and do the moving on and post a picture of the bracket as we go um you know roman is uh it was also brought up so this this is one of the leagues where we do championship bracket so four teams make the playoffs and it's two week matchups and i really like doing it that way that's how we do it in um that's how we do it in Westeros as well. I feel like it leads to not having a fluky team winning the championship. You're the best team wins because you're not going to get a fluke win when you have to compete two weeks in a row. So we're going to see how that plays out for Westeros. I'll get to it in a second, but um, but that's the one thing. And then it also did come up this week that you know we're in week 14 right now, and. You know, we're in week 14 right now, and there is a bye this week. And that includes somebody like Jonathan Taylor, who's really good. Oh, my goodness. Micah Parsons is so good. Oh, boy. Um, sorry, I got distracted. Uh, you know, it, it's hard when you've got a bye week that's in the playoffs. And 14 is a very late bye week, but we want to have that four weeks of playoffs, 14, 15, 16, 17. So it was expressed today that we should talk about that moving forward. I just feel really strong about those two-week playoffs. I'm hoping the NFL just realizes that's too late for teams to have buys and gets that fixed so I don't have to worry about it. Um, we could do single-week playoffs until the championship, make just the championship two weeks. So there are some ways to fix it. Um, but, you know, we shall see. So that's Roman. Uh, the Westeros, Westeros playoffs have started. I ended up beating... Uh, the champ Adam last week in the last week of the regular season so I did overtake the number one seed so I am playing against Chris who is the four seed um, that's who I'm playing uh, this week that's our full IDP where I have Big Ben, Fryermuth, and Schobert 
And then I checked during the game because I had this bad feeling. Yes, he did start Dalvin Cook. So I'm glad it's a two-week matchup. Not that my team can't overcome what um, what Cook did, but I'm definitely uh, glad that it's going to be uh, going to be two weeks because I think my team's good. It hurts me. I don't have Elijah Mitchell this week. I lost Marlon Humphrey to, for the season. So I definitely have some, some issues there, but uh, I'm hoping I can overcome them. Uh, in Westeros so Dave is playing the champ this week in the first round of the playoffs hopefully Dave can knock him off it is an empire so if Adam wins two years in a row meaning if he wins this year that will be the end of that the league will end so I'm hoping Dave can knock off Adam I'm hoping I can knock off Chris and then my lovely co-host and I get to have a championship matchup and we have agreed we will be out and about watching football somewhere fun if we have that scenario because that is too good of a situation to try to uh, then, then to miss that opportunity for. And then finally, Frozen, everyone's favorite super deep senior league. Um, Frozen, uh, this is the last week before the playoffs. We do have three weeks of playoffs in Frozen, 15, 16, 17. So right now... Uh, right now, we are looking at uh, this is the final week of the regular season, and it is division double matchups. So we play against two. We play against two teams. Um, the two teams that are division uh, foes, and that's going to be who our matchups are against. So I am playing against uh, Waylon and Brandon are the two are my two um, division mates. So that's who I'm going to be playing against. So, so far, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing as I glance at my screen every so often for my squad. You know, I've, I've definitely had some injuries, but we're going to see how this goes. I've already seen Cordero Patterson got in. Uh, I already saw that. Oh, I took Daryl Williams out. Well, I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Oh, my goodness, and Lamar Jackson just left the game. Okay, well, on that, on that very depressing note, we're going to have to... Uh, we're gonna have to, oh my goodness gracious. Okay, we're going to have to be wrapping that up. Everybody, I appreciate you listening to this very short and sweet episode to make sure that we kept recording every single week. We don't want to let our, you know, tens of dozens of listeners um, um, down. So if you've listened to this, thank you so much. Please tell your friends. Please spread it around. I think, uh, uh, you know, we, we enjoy doing this and we enjoy um, anybody that listens and, and uh um, helps give us a reason to keep doing it because we certainly enjoy it. So uh, we are going to say that Dave and I both will be back next week. Uh, we will be ready to talk about week uh, 14, starting with Dave's opinions on that Vikings and Steelers game that I got to see in person. And on that note, I'm going to let you all go. So Have a wonderful Sunday. Enjoy that football. Thank you for listening. I hope I didn't talk too fast, but uh, hey, kept it to 30 minutes or so. Love you guys. Appreciate you listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye.